welcome back to SEMA's podcast, Y'all Ready for This, where we talk about all things emergency management and emergency preparedness to make sure that you and your family are ready for any type of natural or man-made disaster right here in Chatham County. This week, since we are getting ready to go into the month of April, which is National Volunteer Month, I am partnering with two amazing organizations to talk to you about volunteer opportunities. Now, not necessarily something that you can go out and help with right now or even next week. We're talking about volunteer opportunities both before and after an emergency or a disaster situation. So this week, I am meeting with the Georgia Emergency Management Agency, Sarah Jackson, and the Coastal Empire Disaster Recovery Committee, Shannon Baxter. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. All right, so as I already mentioned, the, my first guest that I'm going to kick off the first question to is Sarah Jackson. Sarah, can you give me just a little bit of, of an idea of who you are, what you do, and why in the world would I be talking with Jima <laughs> about volunteers? Right. Um, right, like she said, my name is Sarah Jackson. I am the Community Partnerships Manager for Georgia Emergency Management Agency, or Jima, as you probably hear it called. Um, and I actually work in our community recovery department. So in my role as the community partnerships manager, I serve as the liaison to the voluntary agencies, um, which include nonprofits, NGOs, also faith-based organizations like churches. Um, so during a disaster, I work with them to keep them aware of GMS operations and our response following a disaster, but I also coordinate with them to make sure we are filling unmet needs that might kind of come up through GEMA, but are better suited for nonprofits or faith-based organizations to meet. And then I also work with them to transition into community recovery following a disaster. Um, and in Blue Skies, of course, I'm working with them to build relationships, um, network, help with preparedness, and really connect them with local emergency managers as well and educate emergency managers really on how they can best work with nonprofits and faith-based organizations to serve their communities following and before a disaster. That's awesome. So in this call, you guys, we've got SEMA and we've got GEMA, and now I'm going to add one more complexity to it. Um, we, FEMA is what they always say. FEMA is known for saying disaster smart smart disasters start and end locally and that is exactly what I want to do by transitioning to another acronym of CEDRIC when they say disasters start and end locally they mean yes of course your local government yes of course your first responders but they mean those on the ground nonprofit faith-based organizations community-based organizations and that's what CEDRIC represents so Shannon can you give us a little bit who you are what your involvement is with Cedric. And then I think it's worth saying a little bit about what Cedric is because people hear Cedric and think it's a person. Yeah, definitely. Well, like you said, my name is Shannon Baxter. I have the privilege of serving as the board president for Cedric. And as such, I get to work alongside our executive director, Jay Mullins in the work of helping coordinate the collaborative relief efforts of our member agencies. Um, for my day job, I'm a minister of missions at Isle of Hope United Methodist Church, and our church is actually a member agency with CEDRIC, um, which stands for the Coastal Empire Disaster Recovery Committee. And so a lot of what CEDRIC does is tries to bring alongside, bring to bear into a situation the, um, the collaborative efforts of nonprofits, faith-based, um, houses of worship, that sort of thing. Every, everything that those entities have to bring to bear on an, uh, on an event um, is, what, is what we try to coordinate together. 
Um, so like for our churches in, in, um, in specific, our church uh, does a lot of volunteer work. We'll go out to um, areas here in Savannah. We've traveled down to Florida into Southwest Georgia um, to offer hands-on work, hands-on volunteer efforts. But we also uh, provide financial assistance. Um, we send money to the United Methodist Committee on Relief and other local agencies that work to, um, to bring about um, a full relief in the area. That's really cool. And that just goes to show that any type of organization can join something like Cedric and help before and after a disaster or an emergency event. Definitely. Pretty cool. All right, so Sarah, give us an idea from a state's perspective. What are some of these voluntary agencies that you work with? Uh, maybe even drop some names. And I think that there's like kind of an overarching organization that yeah. you work with as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I primarily work through a network of organizations called Georgia VOAD. And since we love um, acronyms, of course, and disaster. So VOAD stands for Voluntary Organizations Active in Disaster. And this is a coalition of independent organizations. You know, they're all separate 501c3s, but they've decided to come together to fulfill what they call the four Cs. So this is coordination, communication, collaboration and cooperation. So in essence, this ensures that they're coming together. Um, they might be doing their individual operations, but there's less duplication of efforts and there's less gaps following a disaster of unmet needs. Um, so I'm working with organizations that are well known that you would know. So Red Cross, Salvation Army, one of those big organizations, but I actually work with over 35 organizations regularly that are part of Georgia VOAD. Um, that really provide a myriad of services. So just some quick examples, there's Team Rubicon that helps do cleanup and helps emergency managers with logistics most recently during COVID response. Um, there's Hands-On that helps with set up virtual volunteer reception centers. Um, and Spiritus helps with construction during long-term recovery. I mean, I could go on, on and on, but just to kind of give you an idea of really the breadth of the services they provide. I mean, we're really working with all different kinds of partners, which is really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. There's a bunch of different things and, and hopefully in a, in a little bit, we can get into what yeah. some of those organizations do um, and how someone might be able to kind of jump in and help if they were interested. But Shannon, so Sarah's talking across the whole state. What are some organizations that we have and maybe involved in Cedric that help here in Chatham County or within the Coastal Empire? We do have many of the same ones she mentioned. Um, Salvation Army and the Red Cross are very active in our area. Um, and Cedric is uh, connected very well with them and the work that they do and try to coordinate our efforts with them. Um, but we also uh, work really well with the local county and city government agencies like SEMA. Um, the city housing and neighborhood services, as well as the school district. We have nonprofits like the YMCA, Habitat for Humanity, the United Way, Goodwill, um, and the Humane Society that we're connected with. And then we have our faith-based groups and houses of worship. Um, they all are personally affected by the disasters, and they all want to help their neighbors recover well from them. Nice. All right, so I think that there are typically some misconceptions about what volunteers can do after a disaster. So let's kind of move from this maybe prep work that we do day in and day out and think maybe there is a natural disaster that, that's happened. So for the sake of this conversation, let's say that there's a big tornado, ugh, knock on some wood, in Chatham County, um, and we have different 
organizations that are responding, what type of volunteer opportunities would exist in that environment? Sarah, we'll start with you. Yeah, um, I think foremost, when we think following a disaster for volunteer opportunities, we think about cleanup, right? Um, especially following a tornado, there's gonna be debris. There's gonna be all sorts of things on private property. And that's usually where our voluntary organizations help. So you can help, for example, as part of a chainsaw team with Team Rubicon, um, also immediately following a disaster. And we kind of call this like initial response. Um, people might be displaced from their homes. So they might be helping, need help with sheltering or feeding if they don't you know, have access to grocery stores that have shut down or refrigerators, different things. Um, you can volunteer with Salvation Army or the Georgia Baptist also help with feeding um, Red Cross. Um, but the important thing is to actually go ahead and get involved with those organizations right now, as opposed to following a disaster, because there is a certain level of training that's required um, to really be able to effectively integrate into their operations and also make sure we're doing it safely in a way that is protecting our communities also. Yeah, that's an excellent point. So I started talking about what you can do after a disaster, but failed to mention that a lot of these organizations may have certain requirements. They may want you to have additional training. They may want you to go through a background check to make sure that you can work with vulnerable populations, just how you would want to make sure that someone helping you in that situation would want to have a background check and make yeah. sure that they're checked out. Exactly. Uh, very, cool. very cool. Shannon, do you have anything to add to that of other organizations or other things that people might be able to do? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to echo what she said about um, finding that organization um, ahead of time and becoming a part of that. Um, if you can find one that shares your passion for volunteer service to your community, get plugged in and be it a part of those efforts that they um, that they are doing within the community. Um, there's a number of them, even, um, you know, for someone who works at a church, Churches are great places to start. If you happen to be part of a congregation, um, a church, or whatever um, house of worship you're a part of, they are great places to get started and to reach out into your community. Um, Second Harvest, I um, can't remember if that was mentioned already, but they pack food boxes. Um, and then your other for-profit entities and your other nonprofits are always doing collection drives and that sort of thing. Um, something to, um, to try to stay away from is to um, not donate items when they're not asked for. Um, that's one, <laughs> one of the big no-nos. Yes. Um, so find a way to donate your time and or money. Um, and when items are requested, then donate those items. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, find that organization that you can be a part of that shares that passion and um, mm -hmm. be able to do the most good. Yeah, and so, I should know, we, we both talked about kind of these like physical um, a little more physically demanding volunteer opportunities, but there are some digital opportunities now, especially as we come as a society more and more digitally savvy. So those opportunities are available if you can't go somewhere in person. For example, um, we work with an organization, I think both locally and statewide um, called Crisis Cleanup, where individuals can call in and say they need a need. And then that's on the back end what organizations use to kind of map out how they're going to respond. Um, and they need volunteers to help with a call center. So that's a great opportunity as well. Yeah, and I'm sure that those will continue to pop up after a disaster as well. But these are just some ideas of, of how you can start thinking about what you would want to mm -hmm. do. And you know, to Shannon's point, there are a lot of different places that you would want to hook up with 
from the very beginning. Um, you know, maybe even now or the next couple of weeks, identify some nonprofits, faith-based organizations that you might be interested in. So let's say someone's looking to help. Shannon gave us a really good start with houses of worship or your church or um, any faith-based organization. What are some other places that people could look if they were interested in finding a volunteer opportunity? Maybe look at your, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Shannon. I'm just going to say, look at your local civic organizations from Rotary Club to Ruritan, you know, whatever it might be, uh, find that, um, that organization that you can be a part of. I think it goes, um, there's a lot of different ones like that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, of course, I mentioned this already. We work very closely with Georgia VOAD. Um, there's about 35 partners. So that's a great place to start at the very least, um, kind of get familiar with who the players are um, that we're already working with, um, just to kind of get an idea of kind of who we've endorsed and who we have a strong partnership with. Cedric has a number of agencies that are a part of, um, a part of our group. So check out our website. Coastal Empire Disaster Recovery Committee.com. <laughs> it's kind of long, mm-hmm. um, but that's a that's a great place to start. United Way is another great place to start to look for opportunities. It's a great way to pre-register your desire to help, and it gives local organizations a starting point uh, when they need volunteer labor. Shannon, that is the perfect transition. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining me today and helping us talk about volunteer opportunities before and after a disaster. And to Shannon's point, yes, we are actually meeting with United Way Volunteers Director Lori Humphreys next week to talk about their system. Um, It's United Way Volunteers, and you can go in, you can create your own profile, you can learn about all the different voluntary organizations within our community, both for disasters and for emergency situations, but also if you're just interested in finding a way that you can help pick up debris on the side of the road um, or help at a homeless shelter if you're interested. So lots of opportunities coming your way. Thank you guys again for joining me today and we'll see you. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Thank you.